you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest. Her name is Madam A's. She's from madamaze.com. She does language learning teaching over the internet. It's French immersion from home. Welcome to the show, Madam A. Thank you so much. You can just call me Alexa for this interview. That's totally fine. The kids called me Madame Alexa. I have a lot of different names. <laughs> Awesome. I'll do I'll do Alexa because my French is not that good. No so, problem. <laughs> I, I did spend a I was in France this past year. I spent some time in um uh the Chamonix Valley area and had a Ooh. had a ball there. But oh, I also spent a lot of time in Canada. So uh Quebec's an awesome place as well. Perfect. It it is lovely. I, I do really enjoy living here. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell us the origin story of how you started teaching French uh, in online or in person. Like, where did the, where yeah. did the website Madame A's come to be? Absolutely. So uh, I was a teacher for seven years in the French immersion program in Quebec. So for anybody who's not uh, really familiar with that, it's basically uh, a school program in French where most of the students that will register either don't speak French at home at all, so they're from an English household, uh, or their parents might speak French at home, but they absolutely want their child to be bilingual. So <clears throat> a little bit of a background on the uh, education system here, uh, in Quebec specifically, you uh, when you are in the Francophone system, you have about one hour of English a week. So you can imagine that um, a lot of people are not becoming bilingual with that program. And in the English program as well, they have about one hour of French a week. So again, not not great if you want your child to be bilingual. So the immersion program is really, uh, everything is completely in French for the most part. Uh, and you have one hour of English a day. Um, and when the kids get a little bit older, like in grades five and six, they actually have uh, six hours a week. So you, you get that additional hour as well in there. So um, I taught on the French side of a French immersion program for seven years. Um, and I got to live the pandemic uh, teaching online with a grade one class, which is very interesting. Uh, so most of my colleagues were kind of ripping their hair out, uh, trying to figure something out online. And I've always really enjoyed technology and educational technology. And I kind of really saw this as an opportunity to teach differently. So uh, I was going online. I was creating these self-paced plans for my students, which is not something that's um, doable in a classroom. But I'm like, hey, we're online. We could do this. Let's do it. Um, and I was finding that there were very few uh, resources made, especially for younger learners, um, and even more so when we fell into French immersion. So what usually happens with French immersion is that they're not uh, second language learners, so it's not as basic, but um, they're not necessarily at the level of like a mother tongue French speaker either. So we have this very large middle area 
that's rarely covered. Um, and uh, not a lot of material has been created for that level. So I kind of decided, well, this isn't out there. So and I need it. So let me create it myself. I think I've got the skills to do this. So I started creating these little interactive games for my students, and they responded extremely well to it. Um, so well that during my last year of teaching, I replaced all of my homework with these uh, games. So that was their their lessons, their review, they would be doing it through these uh, activities. So they would learn with me during the week, and then they would go home and practice through these games. And the parents really <laughs> appreciated it because they used to tell me, you know, I always have to fight with my kid to do their homework to practice this language. But every time it's your games, it's never an issue. Um, so I kind of saw that, you know, there was something to do with this. So I decided to leave teaching entirely at the end of the last school year. And I've been doing this full time since July. So all of the activities are now online. And here we are. <laughs> wow, that, that is really cool. Yeah, Tell us thanks. more about the games, like from an instructional design standpoint, yeah. like what are they? Yeah, so um, I kind of try to do a mix of a lot of different things. So um, it's important for me to lay the foundations first. So uh, usually what I'll do is I will have um, an interactive kind of image that the child can click around and can listen to my voice. So they're kind of like discovering through doing. Um, and then once, so instead of having a teacher just talk them through what, they need to learn, they kind of get to explore it themselves. Uh, in other instances, I'll also have video lessons if it's really a concept that's important that that is explained to them. Um, I'll have it in a video and I, I find it nice, especially for the younger ones who don't necessarily have that attention span to be able to come back to it, hear it as many times as they need to, take a break in between the lesson if they need to. And then what I do is I'll have a couple of different activities that can be uh, you know, scrambled letters, it can be a word search, it can be a quiz. Uh, I really try to vary it so that they kind of never know what to expect and it kind of keeps them on their toes. And then I take what's been taught and I have them apply it to a bunch of different uh, concepts. So very pedagogical. Wow. <laughs> and they really get to use their knowledge in a bunch of different contexts. So cool. I wish I had you as a French teacher when I was younger. Thanks. I would have loved that. <laughs> it's Tell never it. too late to learn. Don't worry. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Tell us about like your technology stack. Like what tools do you use to deliver all this? Yeah. So uh, this is a little bit complicated because uh, I do not have a background in, you know, programming or anything like that. And what I was finding with most of these LMS tools is that they were designed for adult learners, right? We know that online teaching is extremely popular for adults in higher education, but it hasn't been exploited as much, I think, as it could have for children. So that was something that a big problem that I was running into was that um, these, these LMSs are very busy. They're very... Uh, they have a lot of things that that children don't know how to handle or, you know, it's not valuable to their learning. So I needed something that I would be able to really edit <laughs> a lot. Uh, but at the same time, I, you know, it's got to be if, if we're talking about coding, I'm it's very limited what I can do. Um, so I use a bunch of different uh 
programs depending on what I'm doing. Um, if I am doing a uh, an activity, then I'll often go uh, with Genially, which is an amazing tool. So that really lets me add a bunch of interactive elements um, and, and put in the designs that I want, which is really nice. Um, and then I will use um, a bunch of recording tools as well so that I can add my voice to all of those interactive elements because a lot of these students don't necessarily know how to read, so they need to be able to hear the instructions versus doing them. Um, and uh, for the design of the uh, website, then that was Elementor that I was using, which was <clears throat> extremely helpful for somebody like me who has never done a website in her life. <laughs> so really appreciated that Lifter and Elementor could work together. That's awesome. On that one. Well, it may surprise you, but I'm not a coder as well. I I, uh, <laughs> I work That's... with WordPress and tools that you move around. And yes, luckily for me, I have, you know, engineering talent on the team and partnership. So I'm able to make it happen. But um, I'm really impressed with what you've been able to do. Thank uh, you. Both from that... a design standpoint and just making learning fun. I think that's really the most important Thank thing. Thank you. Right? Thank you. That's really the the ultimate goal, right? Is to make sure these kids can have fun and learn at their own pace. Um, I'm so reassured that you say that because I'm like, look at Chris accomplishing everything, and he doesn't have a background in uh, programming either. So it's all good to go. <laughs> I don't yeah, need well, it. I mean I mean, WordPress is for everybody, really. I mean, its its yes. main goal was to democratize publishing, and uh, we just build on top of that with democratizing education. Is is Absolutely. there? Um, <clears throat> can you tell us a little bit about your WordPress journey? Yes, I'm sorry. I seem to be having a bit of a problem with my camera. Just give me one second. I'm gonna try to fix that. Yeah, no problem. Um... Your audio is still coming through just fine. Okay, that's good at least. Uh, let me uh, keep talking while I try to fix that. Sorry, what was your question? What was your, like, how long have you been involved with WordPress as a technology? Uh, so I this was my first uh, stint with WordPress, actually. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's completely, <laughs> completely new here. Oh, there we are. Um, yeah, so uh, what I had done originally with the website is that I had taken a, um, a platform that had the LMS and the website kind of together. Mm -hmm. But it didn't work out for me because I needed, like I explained, I needed to modify so many different things and it just was not letting me do that. Uh, and my husband works in in tech, um, and he's the one who uh, originally suggested WordPress because he's like, you need to be able to uh, adapt a bunch of different things and still have a skeleton. So this seems like the ideal situation, right? Like this is this is the ultimate tool to be able to do that. So uh, that's how we got involved with WordPress uh, to begin with. It, the original issue I was coming across was that I couldn't translate my website with the uh. other platform I was using, which is a huge problem in Quebec. Um, everybody expects things to be available in French and in English, even if it's a French learning program 
for kids clearly designed to English, you know, marketed towards English speaking parents, um, you will absolutely get judged if your <laughs> stuff isn't also available in French. So that was something that was extremely important that I needed to do quickly. So uh, that's kind of what um, uh, pushed me towards WordPress. And then when I saw how much I could adapt to what I wanted to do and, you know, find the tools to really fulfill my vision, I was like, all right, this is, this is it. This is where we need to go. Do you know offhand, like how that French English button on your menu works? Do I know how it works? Yeah. Like what tools you're using to make that happen or anything? Uh, yes, I do do uh it's called it's a plugin called polylang okay um yeah so it's it's not magical um, right. but it does let me uh have basically every time that i create a page um i can tell wordpress like this is the page in english and then duplicate it and explain this is the page in french and then translate the entire thing so i still have to do the translations myself um, but it lets WordPress know like, okay, when the person uh, clicks this button, we're going to this, the version of this page that's in French, basically. Awesome. Very yeah. well done. I'm, imp I'm impressed. This is your first WordPress site. It's pretty awesome. Really? Oh, thank you. <laughs> so nice to hear because <laughs> I'm always worried that uh, it's not, uh, it's not, you know, as good as it could be. So it's, it's always nice hearing that. Well, it's, it's, um, it's not just like a static website for a business. It's like the whole right. thing and you're using advanced tools like translation and LMS and yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot going on. So it's impressive. There is. Yes. In the beginning, it was a little bit overwhelming. Um, <laughs> I think now finally I've got it somewhere that I, I like it. Um, so I've been able to spend a bit less time on the website and a bit more time on my actual content. Uh, which has been really nice. Um, it is definitely a big um, a big challenge in the beginning because you're you're learning a bunch of different new tools at once. Um, but yeah, I finally got it to I think where I want it to be, and I think it, it's really nice to have all of these. Um, it feels like limitless, right? All of the options that you can have with the plugins. So I know that when I'm ready to kind of like crank it up a notch or add something else there's there's a ton of different tools out there that i that i could potentially add right do you remember how you found lifter lms or how you got got into that whole world research 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 so okay. um yeah i it i at first i was like there's gotta be a business out there doing lms's for children and there are um, but it's almost as if as soon as you're talking about doing something for kids, they want to really restrain what you're able to do with it. And none of them, um, like I feel like the the concept of my business, obviously it's not revolutionary. You know, there are online games and online platforms uh, for ch for children learning languages. But none of them do exactly what I do, which is really a mix of a bunch of different types of activities. It was really important for me that everything was in one place so that if the child wanted to do it in independently, they could. Um, and I think that's something that really hasn't been exploited much. Um, so every single tool LMS that I was finding was was too restrictive one way or another. 
Um, so that's how uh, I ended up doing a bunch of research for different uh, different LMSs that would really let me customize. And that's how I came up on Lifter and saw, okay, there's a bunch of different things that I can do here. And my service <clears throat> can be bought directly by parents mm -hmm. who just want their child to have an additional tool at home, but they can also be bought by schools. So classroom access, where you've got a teacher with a group of 30 students who are all advancing at different paces. Um, and it was difficult to find a tool that would let me kind of have those two worlds, um, you know, working parallel with each other. And Lifter was one of the only ones who were letting me do that the way that I wanted to. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Anything? but it was uh, months of research yeah. <laughs> and comparing and <laughs> trying things out. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming with how many, there's like 500 LMSs out there. There's a lot. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, <laughs> yeah. But I think that um, my vision was so <laughs> clear and detailed and I knew exactly what I needed. So it was fairly easy for me to go through them and be like, okay, no, this one's not going to work. It doesn't have this. This is a non-negotiable for me. Um, so I had like a couple of points like that, that I knew if this is not available, there's no way I can do this. There's no way I can put my eggs in this basket, you know? Um, and I knew that it was going to be a huge commitment because I'm, I'm trusting this platform, uh, you know, to, to hold all of my content, to hold my business in their hands and, and not let me down, right. Let me do what I want to do because this, this is literally my entire product. Um, so yeah, you, you, you guys, um, came and, and, and got me there. I was like, oh yeah, I feel like I can trust these guys. And Will is amazing. <laughs> Every time I was stuck, I could go look at a video that he'd done. And I was like, all right, I feel like somebody's holding my hand here at all times every time I need him. Um, so it's like a running joke between me and my husband. When I don't know how to do something, he's like, have you checked Will? I'm sure Will has answered <laughs> that question. Uh, and then when I get really stuck, if he hasn't, then uh, he's joined the lives a couple of times because he's like, I'm so interested in in the way that they do things. You've inspired. He's a uh, I'm going to try to get his title right. Um, he's a product manager in a tech company, um, and he's enjoyed the way that you've done certain things so much that it's inspired his job. Um, oh, wow. And he's gotten things implemented in his uh, business that uh, because he thought you guys were doing it so well. <laughs> so wow. like the lives, for example, he's like, we should do something like that. This is amazing. So thank you. You've helped two different businesses with Lifter. Well, that's amazing. Thanks a lot for saying that. And I'll definitely pass that on to Will as, as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of our philosophies is, um, you know, we don't hide behind the website, which which you don't, as a language learner or teacher, you can't. But like yes. some tech companies, it's just like this faceless org. And um, yes. so we've we've intentionally went a different path. So I appreciate you saying that. Yes. And it's, it, I think ultimately that's what convinced me to go with Lifter versus all of the other LMSs is that I, I saw that through you. I saw that, you know, I can, I can be the teacher that I want to be online and they're going to let me do that. Awesome. 
Is there anything else on the lifter side that you like about the tool or the features or anything? That so doesn't... many things. Okay. Um, the, the number one thing is really how customizable it is. So yeah. um, it, the, the, the only thing I would say is that um, I wish I could customize even more. Uh, but yeah, to be able to, you know, like, uh, in, in the courses page, when you've got a, a student going through the activities, um, it was really important for me that, you know, it'd be very uncluttered because the, the more buttons there are for a child, the yeah. more chances the kid has of getting lost. So, you know, I had to remove a bunch of buttons, like the mark is complete. I had to figure out a way for the system to recognize that, yes, okay, this activity was done. Um, and we can move on to the next one without, counting on the child to be like, yeah, okay, I'm done, you know, because um, that's, they're not all able to do that, unfortunately. Um, so I, I really love that, that I could, I could take out what I didn't need, I could embed what I did need. Um, that was really amazing. And it worked seamlessly with the different tools that I was using. Awesome. We, we get a lot of questions about making interactive content. So I think you mentioned, um, was it called Genially or something? Genially, yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing tool. Um, Can you explain and, how you did that inside of a lesson in Lifter LMS? Yeah, yeah. So what I do is through my Genially account, um, <clears throat> that's really where I'm creating the activity. So I, I have one part uh, that's the design. So I do the design of the activity the way that I've imagined it in my head. I upload that into Genially. And then from Genially, I can make those different elements interactive. <clears throat> and so I can add a recording to it. I can make it so that when this is clicked, this happens and all of that stuff. Uh, and then uh, once my activity is complete, then I uh, generate like a, uh, a code to, to so that people can, can actually use it. Um, and that's a like a private code. And then I go into Lifter and under my lesson, um, what I'll do is I have to actually go through WordPress to do this. Okay. Um, so I'll go to WordPress, I will add an embed block. And within that embed block, that's where I put my link to the activity. And there we go. Nice. nice. Yeah. And then I make sure that it's only accessible to the ones who are enrolled in the course. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Tell us, tell us more about the school or the classroom versus individual learner. How do you do that? Yeah. So, um, I use your groups, um, uh, add on, I guess we can yeah. call it that. Yeah. Um, so I had to kind of define the teacher role a little bit because, um, my teachers are a little bit different than most teacher roles within, uh, higher education organizations because most of those organizations want their teachers to upload content and manage certain things, which is not the case for me. The, the content is entirely made by me. So uh, I, I don't want the teachers to kind of be playing around with that or adding their own content. Like that's not really the goal, right? I want to be an additional uh, like fully formed tool. I don't want to add any additional work to them. So I really wanted it to be kind of um there and they they just have to add their students and then their students can do everything um you know on their own 
So I have this teacher role who's able to add her students, who's able to see the progress of her students into the different activities. Uh, and then each student just has their own login and is able to just go in and do the activities either in class or at home. So if the teacher uh, wants to use one of my lessons to present it to the whole group and then have them do the follow-up activity on the classroom iPads, then they can just log in and do that there. Or, you know, she runs out of time, she wants them to do it at home. Well, during the week when they have time, they're able to do that. Wow. That's super cool. Yeah. Super impressive. Thank you. Inspiring Thanks. too, to think it lifters up inside of uh, classrooms and yes, are delivering all this on stuff. the smart boards directly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, tell us, there, there's a common question we try to help people with on this podcast, which is, mm -hmm. How do you get students or clients or classrooms in your case? Like, how did you get your learning platform to get traction in the market? It's very difficult. Um, when I originally started, I was marketing it to schools. Um, so I was exclusively doing classroom access. And the uh, education uh, system in Quebec is extremely complicated. I think in the United States as well, this is something that you're kind of grappling with. But especially when you come in as a private institution, like as a private business into a public institution, you're kind of seen with a wary eye, unfortunately. Um, I think because they're thinking, oh, this person is trying to just make money and exploit my students for their business when it's really not the case. You know, my ultimate goal um, is to just teach these children and make make French fun. And I mean, obviously, we all need to make money to make our, our businesses, you know, keep keep surviving. Um, but I, I'm never going to be putting, you know, a student's uh, success at risk, just so I can make a few more bucks. Like that's, that's not the point, right? Um, so that was very difficult, because I had to cold call the schools, very difficult to get in contact with uh, administration in a school, and then you have to prove yourself. So bring that message and, and make them believe in something that's very new. Um, so yeah, that, that was particularly difficult. And considering I'm on my own, that was very rough. <laughs> Because uh, I, I do think sales is a full-time job. And when you are a business owner, you already wear so many hats. You don't necessarily have the time to be doing sales full-time, especially when, like me, it is not your forte. So um, yeah, I found that particularly difficult. So I ended up pivoting a little bit more and uh, gearing the service more towards parents. So lately, uh, lots of uh, online marketing campaigns to go and reach those parents and to see, you know, what we're offering and, and to see that this is an available option for them. Because I think on top of getting uh, parents to to trust this whole, you know, the, the, the education of their child to something, an online service, um, you know, beyond that, we're presenting something that hasn't really been done often. Um, there's a whole element of trust that I need to, uh, uh, you know, to get past as well before uh, these parents decide, yes, I want to trust this person with my child's education. Yeah, so that that has been particularly difficult. I do find that presenting that that face and that personal element really helps. 
Um, so yes, you know, videos are, are great and informative and educational, but the fact that you're a real person and they realize that has been extremely helpful. So, um, I'm really starting to, <laughs> I've never been good with social media. I, I, it doesn't come naturally to me to share my life. Um, I just never thought that I was interesting enough for that, that nobody would care. <laughs> Uh, but it turns out people do care. So uh, I've been trying really hard to kind of uh, share uh, tidbits of, of my life, of learning French, of uh, tricks that parents can use at home, even if they don't speak French to support their child. So that's been extremely helpful. I think we're bringing a, a personal element and they see that this isn't just a face behind a screen. This is a real person with... Uh, you know, with real things to offer. It's not just a, a, a voice on the other end. That's awesome. Is it, um, is it like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, or what? exactly. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram, especially I, I haven't tackled Twitter yet. I am tackling TikTok. Oh, good Look, for you. you go. <laughs> for, what it's worth, for what it's worth, we have a, uh, a Spanish teacher who does really well on TikTok. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Impressive, uh, you know, the, the, when you don't have a very short time limit, uh, like people are interested in learning. And I feel like this is just a, a, a bite-sized way to learn now. And uh, it's so accessible that uh, I think there's something to do with that. Yeah, for sure. And the algorithm is crazy, scary, good. So, yeah. you know, if if it recognizes, hey, you've got an interest in learning languages, well, here's a content creator who's going to help you do that. And then we end up on their For You page. And that's really great. It's very impressive. That is good. I agree with you yeah. that um, that whole micro learning thing is, it's really a trend for one, but number two, TikTok is really good at that. Um, yes. And, and I feel like it's a, it's a whole new era. This isn't something that we would have been able to do some 25 years ago, right? When, when everything wasn't so accessible with, with the internet and with every, everything out there. So I feel like it's okay to adapt to, you know, new realities and, and, and to change learning in a way that just suits people better in the lives that they're living today, right? With how busy they are. You have a uh, like a free trial program course on your site? Yes, I do. Yeah. Tell so it's the just... strategy of that and how it works and what it does. Yeah. So uh, originally it came from when I was still approaching schools. Um, I think that um, teachers are very concerned that if they jump into <clears throat> a new tool, it'll be more work for them because they're going to have to learn how to use it, how to apply it, where can they fit it in their planning. Um, and I think there was a big block there. Um, they needed to see that what I created was good pedagogically, right? That it was good content, but also that it was easy to use. And I wanted them to see, I think a lot of them couldn't fathom the types of activities that I was able to create with these programs. Um, so it was really important for me to showcase just a couple of activities just so they see the potential and that they see like, oh, wow, this is really easy to use. And my students are really going to enjoy doing this. So that's where the free trial initially came from. It was just, uh, I think, five or six different activities just to kind of give the flavor and to show them how easy it was to use, but to also see 
we're not just uh, we're not just teaching vocabulary. We're looking at reading. We're looking at writing. We're looking at speaking. Like we're really exploring the language through all of its its facets. Um, so I, I wanted them to be able to play around with that and put up an activity on the board and just have their students kind of explore it. Uh, so that's where I came from originally. And then when I started pivoting towards parents, I figured, oh, it, you know, it might be good for them as well to kind of show this to their child and be like, hey, is this something that interests you? Is this something that my child would do? And uh, when they see the interest to be like, oh, yeah, this is worth me spending the $29 a month for my kid to have access to a bunch of different activities like this. So that's where it came from. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's the best marketing you can do is a free course or free product. Yes. That's, that's great. Um, Absolutely. You mentioned a term and just for the non-teachers out there, what does pedagogy mm -hmm. or pedagogy? pedagogical mean? <laughs> pedagogical. So yeah. it means that um, there's there's a whole science to learning, right? This is this is what we learn for four years in university, right? It's how the brain works. Uh, you know how how is a completely new concept introduced to a young brain, and then gradually that learning solidifies in their brain to become something that's that's fully acquired. Um, so any you can throw any fun, colorful activity at a child and they might do it and they might understand. Um, but kind of how does that play into the building blocks of their knowledge and how do you use those blocks to gradually grow towards uh, you know, language learning and becoming fully bilingual. So that's kind of all of the thought that's behind every activity. It's not just fun. It, there's, there's, a, yeah. yeah, there's, yeah, it's not just, you know, we're throwing in <clears throat> this number of activities just, just, just for giggles, you know, um, there, there is a, a, a goal to each and every one of those, and they all create building blocks so that the child can take what they learn, reuse it later, use that knowledge to, you know, push their learning further and, and then build on that. So that's kind of what it is. It's, it's not just, you know, willy nilly exercises. It's really, uh, there is a method to the madness. <laughs> awesome. And if I'm understanding it right, does it, does it come with a weekly video call? Yes, it does. Yeah. So what is so, that part of the package? Yeah. So uh, when the um, when the parent purchases a monthly access, they have access to uh, the activities drip fed weekly because I, it was very important for me that we don't overwhelm the child either. Sometimes there's just too much going on and that's a great motivation killer. Um, so I wanted them to take it slowly. Uh, and every week when they're on their home screen, they have a big button that says register for this week's call. Um, and I, obviously I have limited spots available because it would get very chaotic with 50 kids in there at once. Uh, so if the parent wants to, they just have to press that button and uh, it registers them for the weekly call. And then they get a, um, a Google Meet link that they can then uh, join. So at the time of the lesson uh, every week, and then we get to go over what they've practiced during the week. So the different types of activities that they've done, what they've learned, I get to practice it with them, but in an authentic context, right? Like how do you respond with that knowledge when a French speaker is asking you a question, right? And you got to think on your feet. Um, so we keep those very short. They're only 30 minutes. 
Um, they're very young learners, so their attention span is, is quite short. And again, we're going with the idea of we want to keep learning fun. Um, so we don't want it to drag on. We don't want them to get bored with it. So this way we get to do a fun little activity. I can read them books sometimes. Um, we can have like fun little discussions. Uh, and every month I also do a live book reading that's free that any, any parent can join. They don't have to be registered. Uh, so if they just want their child to be listening to a French story read by an French speaker, that's free. They just have to join the uh, Facebook page and, and we do that every third Sunday of the month. Um, so yeah, just a bunch of different fun ways to, to make uh, French learning authentic for them. Wow, that's awesome. And the uh, you mentioned, I think, current pricing was $29 a month. We get yes. asked a lot about how to figure out what to charge or pricing. Yes. Any, any advice there in, in this education um, market or how you came up with that? I found that extremely difficult as well. Uh, obviously, my pricing for schools is different from my pricing for parents because we're talking about, you know, an access for 30 children for the entire school year versus a monthly access for one child. Um, so that was a big moment uh, for me, even for my school pricing it was very difficult. I ended up having to uh, drop the price to something almost ridiculous. Um, and even then it was very difficult to sell to schools because it's so hard to pass all of those barriers. Um, so I knew that I needed to go with something that was easy to digest. So I think a lot of people, when they talk about a monthly membership, they're very quick to compare it to, uh, other monthly subscriptions like Netflix. Sure. Um, so they kind of come to expect that as a, a, a monthly subscription price. Um, obviously we're talking about education and not just entertainment. So I think that really, um, you know, was an added value to what I was offering. Um, but you want something that um, they, that's kind of a no brainer, right? For them that it's like, this is a very small price to pay for your child to have quality education that's added to what they learn at school every day, right? Um, and when I, I spoke to many different parents um, to kind of see the different tools that they had used, uh, what did they that made sense for them? Um, and that price range came back a lot. The 25 to $35 a month, um, was something that was often mentioned. And I, I wasn't even talking about monthly prices. I was just like, well, what would you be willing to pay? And they're the ones who kept coming back with the monthly pricing. And that's when I started doing the monthly pricing. So I was like, okay, this makes sense to people. Um, so let me do that. And, uh, and I figured why not just start right in between these two numbers and, and go from there. Um, so it is a, a, an introductory price right now. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last. I'm thinking that uh, the more, because I'm constantly adding content to these uh, this platform as well. So obviously, eventually, I'm thinking the price will increase. Uh, but right now, since it's all very new, um, I figured this was this was the ideal place to start. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does. That was really good. I have Amazing. found, by the way, that that dollar a day basically price point is a good price point for certain things. So I'm I'm glad you found that sweet yes. spot. What about um, yes. expansion or growth plans for the future? Like, 
I guess yes. you could do more grades or ages and then different countries yep. or like, how do you think yeah, about the so future? Where do you want to go? Oh, so many plans. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, originally the idea was to create content from kindergarten to grade six. At the yeah. moment, we only have early learning. Uh, so it's grades one and two. Um, so definitely going to be expanding from K to at least four and maybe to six if I see that the interest is there. Um, it is extremely time consuming to create the activities and to make them as good as I want them to be. Um, so yeah, I have to put a lot of thought into that. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of creation. It's a lot of testing, um, before it's put out there. So, uh, yeah, so for sure I want to grow that. Um, I'd also like to keep adding on to the current activities that I have so that there's more. Um, I'm going to be visiting Western Canada very shortly, um, so that I can compare the immersion programs over there to the ones over here and see what the differences are so that I can better adapt to their needs. Um, so that's a growth that's going to be happening very shortly on the school side. Um, eventually, I would like to start marketing this to uh, the US as well, because I think that if this is good enough for English speaking Canadian parents who want their child to speak French, then why wouldn't it be for for you guys, right? Um, I think that language learning is so beneficial everywhere, especially today. Um, and especially considering French is such a popular language. Um, I can definitely see some parents wanting to give additional opportunities to their child and, and seeing how easy it can be, right? And that they don't need to speak the language to be able to, to give their child their, that opportunity. So that's something I, I definitely want to go towards. And... You are the first to hear this. Okay. Um, we're currently developing a an AI tool, okay. a conversational AI tool specifically for children, nice. um, so that uh, you know, it, outside of those live thirty minute calls, um, if the child wants to practice their uh, language learning, they're going to be able to do that with a cartoon version of me who's going to ask them questions and respond to what they say. So we're working on that right now. Wow. You're yeah. Quite Do you know what that AI tech is called? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Clearly yeah. not my area of expertise. That is my husband's. Um, it's definitely his passion project right now. So I'm I'm working on all of the um educational side of it and the the um I guess the knowledge that goes into that that data. Um, but yeah, I couldn't even give you a specific name. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. It's interesting time for AI and it's amazing how fast yes. it's changing and what happens even over a year. So yeah, and the possibilities are just endless. I'm constantly amazed with what he's showing me that it can accomplish. I, you know, I kind of threw that idea one day because it's kind of what I do, right? Every morning I wake up with a new idea and I'm like, we should do this. <laughs> um, and kind of expected that to be like, a unicorn project in 20 years. And then he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. Like this is moving fast. This is possible. And I was like, really? I feel like it's way more complicated than you think it is. And he's like, no, no, no. And within, I want to say a week, 
he had like the very basic prototype done and uh the 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 voice side of it is a little bit complicated uh yeah. given um but it's it's working now but when he made me try it after a week it was still um written which is great for older kids but younger kids it's more complicated um and he had me write to it and talk to it as if i was a kid and it was responding and it was responding well um so i was very impressed with um you know everything that we can accomplish with this now it's it's unharnessed but so many possibilities especially in learning we we could really take uh, language education to a whole new level. You know, before, if you wanted to become a fluent speaker, you needed to put yourself in an environment where people around you spoke that language. And now potentially we're talking about that might not be necessary anymore. Obviously it's preferred. Um, but, you know, if you're stuck alone in the middle of a country where, you know, French speakers are, are scarce, um, that's not going to stop you anymore, which I think is absolutely amazing. That is really cool. Yeah. AI as <laughs> a tutor, particularly like trained on your material and style yes. and content, like there's just so much there. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to be able to, um, also analyze, uh, the speaker's level and where they're at and then recommend specific activities to work on, their challenges based on that so that's kind of the uh the end goal as well adaptive learning very cool exactly <laughs> good job <laughs> uh, a couple more questions before we land the plane here alexa um uh -huh. do you remember the time that went by from okay i think i want to try to build this site that does this thing to getting your first paying student or classroom on board uh, you mean like from from the conception of the idea to actually getting it done? To getting it done and having a, your first customer. So I, I started getting the idea in 2020 when we were teaching online. Um, I started creating the material, I want to say in 2021 or 2022. Um, and I got my first paying customer, uh, I think six months within uh, building like the, the bones of the platform. Um, so it was very fast at first and then it came almost to a complete stop. <laughs> I think a lot of entrepreneurs definitely live that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and that's exactly what happened to me. So it was working extremely well. And then, um, it just kind of like froze, uh, because, then it wasn't just, you know, like my, my immediate contacts, I had to push this further. And like I said, sales and marketing, I knew absolutely nothing about. So I think there was a big uh, adaptation period there where I had to be like, okay, you know, I'm gonna have to put in some real effort for this. Um, so yeah, but yes, initially, it happened fairly quickly. Um, I was making more than my costs. So I, I was profitable within six months of, of creating it, uh, which I'm, I'm told is something to be proud of. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think the, the only reason that I was able to do that was because I have an online, uh, service, right? So I, it's not like I have to pay an office or, right. um, all of these, you know, material production costs, uh, to be able to do it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a whole new era of business now. <laughs> That's awesome. 
What uh, advice do you have for somebody else who's a language uh, learning instructor who has a deep passion like you do mm-hmm. and they're inspired by something like this? What, what yes. advice would you have for them? Um, I would tell them to have a clear plan in mind um, and to not expect things to be easy. Um, I think that uh, teachers already make, they, they daily they're doing a job that is extremely demanding. Um, so I know that they're not afraid of hard work, but this is a different kind of hard work. So I think, yeah, to, to be aware that, um, you're going to need to wear a lot of different hats for sure. Um, and if you've got a passion for learning, it's great because you will be learning a lot. So for sure, um, to carefully research uh, what you're going to be, the tools that you're going to be using, um, because they are going to really make a difference in, uh, you know, your your product or your service being successful. Uh, but also, you want to be able to do your thing. So you need to be using tools that you can trust, uh, so that you're not constantly handling uh, you know, technical issues versus doing what you're actually wanting to do. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for that, Alexa. And that's at madamaze.com. Any exactly. other for the people to connect with you on the internet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the Facebook page for, uh, Madam Maze and the Instagram is, um, at madamas.ca. Um, and, um, always free for a call if you want more, uh, information. So you can just write to me directly. That's Alexa, A-L-E-X-A at madameas.com. Um, so that's my personal email. So if, uh, anybody wants, uh, to know a little bit more, to ask me questions, I am always available. Alexa, thanks for coming on the show and thank you for being an inspiring example of a language learning entrepreneur. I'm really impressed. I can't wait to see. We'll have thank to do this you. again a couple of years down the road. And see Yes, I would to. love that. <laughs> thanks so much for coming. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. It, it really makes a difference for small businesses to, uh, to be able to be put front and center like that. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for all the work you do. You bet. <laughs> Have a And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.